It's August 21st, 2019. Welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, uh, we have Reynold Hioki, and he's here to talk about Cyber Patriot and the Capture the Flag competition. And then we have a couple of companies from the Mana Up fourth cohort, and we'll find out uh, what they do and their plans to take it to the next level. First up, I want to share with you the High Plan Business Plan Competition is open to individuals or groups uh, whose business plan focuses on developing startup or expanding a business based on Hawaii Island. The purpose of the competition is to stimulate development of an entrepreneurial ecosystem on the Big Island. A grand prize of $25,000 in seed money will be awarded to the winning plan and a special category for student tuition scholarship business plan competition will be awarded to UH Hilo and, uh, I guess, Hawaii Community College tuition scholarships. The deadline to apply is September 7th, so that's coming up pretty quick. You can go to www.highplan.biz, and you can catch that on the show notes later on tonight. Now we have Renald Hioki, and he's here to tell us about the upcoming Cyber Patriot Capture the Flag competition. Welcome to the show, Renald. Thanks, Bert. Happy to be here. Now, you know, you are always out there promoting some of the coolest cyber security uh, competitions for students to take part in. And this, this Cyber Patriot, this is, a, this is the annual Cyber Patriot competition, right? Yeah, it's not, it's not really the annual. It's the first annual inaugural version. Okay. But, yeah, so this program, uh, we've been thinking about it for several years and finally got it together. So it's called the Cyber Patriot Invitational. Now, um, you've been doing Cyber Patriots before. So why is this one different from the other ones? So r- real quick, when, when the kids compete in Cyber Patriot, it's really they compete by themselves in a classroom at their school. Oh, okay. And if, if they're lucky, uh, maybe the pizza guy might visit, but really no one else. Okay, mm-hmm. so they are isolated. So what we wanted to do is bring the community together under one rooftop so that the, the, the students can uh, see and meet other students, coaches, and mentors, and really build a, kind of an, on a networking perspective because that's probably important in the future as they continue on in this career field. So this is really the first time we're bringing them together in a major event uh, this Saturday. And at this event, <clears throat> what will actually take place? I mean, will they be sequestered? in a room with a bunch of computers and they have to do some exercises? Or w- what is the actual competition like? So, yes, correct. So uh, we're actually going to start with a opening welcoming ceremony. And we invited the Cyber Patriot National Commissioner from D.C. to come. So he's in charge of the whole program nationally. There's mm-hmm. uh, uh, over 6,500 teams competed last year. So he'll be our uh, keynote speaker in the morning. And then right after that, from 9 to 4.30, uh, we're going to go into... Uh, the uh, competition area, and they will compete the whole time. So, uh, in the in the competition area, is it a a uh, open area, or is this in you know like are they sequestered and and kind of kept apart from each yeah, other? Yeah, they're kind of kept apart from each other, so they'll sit at their tables. Uh, but but basically, uh, we're we're going to kind of encourage them to engage at certain times. Mm-hmm. But really, it's it is a it is a competition, so uh, you know honor is there, and they they should be kind of talking to themselves most of the time and working the puzzles and challenges. Now, this is called capture the flag. Is that correct? Yes. And in the process of, uh, I guess there's a process for capturing the flag. But can you describe some of the 
the key milestones that they might have to achieve? Sure thing. So uh, it's, it's definitely not what most people think of capture the flag is. For example, there's a flag that you're capturing on a hill or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times in the cyber world, uh, capture the flag has to do with what they call red on blue, which one team is attacking the other team. Uh, in, in, in the academic side, capture the flag is, is really mainly a bunch of cyber-related challenges. So they could be a, uh, something that you find on the web, a piece of information. Uh, it could be uh, a challenge, for example, an encryption that you have to decrypt something. And, and it continues on. In, in this situation, it's going to go from simple to complex in the areas they're going to talk about or they're going to be challenged on. Uh, forensics, uh, log analysis, encryption, those type of things, very cyber-related type uh, uh, topics. And do, ha- do they have a time limit? I mean, do, so uh, will there be like a mentor in in the, uh, let's say, area that they're working on? And <clears throat> when they achieve a certain uh, goal, they will announce it, and then they will you know, go on to the next one? So there, there's really no time limit. We're going to go to the very end, to the end of the day. Uh, however, uh, the individuals or the students that are going to be participating are going to be varying tremendously in their uh, skill level. So mm-hmm. we'll have students that have never done anything like this before uh, to students that have done it uh, four or five years from middle school to high school, and now they're getting ready to graduate this year. So what we're doing is, and we've had great response from the community, to get our cybersecurity professionals out there uh, to basically mentor them, look around, make sure kids you know, haven't banged their head against their computer for the last 10 minutes and covered with blood. <laughs> if that's the case, then go in there and, and help the kids out, uh, encourage them so that they can progress. And, and what schools are, are already signed up? So right now, let me think. Uh, uh, well, obviously, Sacred Hearts Academy is the uh, sponsor school, mm-hmm. and uh, they have already signed up two teams. Uh, Debbie Kula out there does a tremendous uh, work out there with their with their kids. Uh, so uh, Sacred Hearts Academy, uh, Punahou has signed up. Iolani has signed up, and I'm trying to think. Uh, Hawaii, I think Hawaii Technology Academy has signed up, and Lelehua usually and Lelehua has signed up. Yeah, I mean they usually <laughs> yes turn up in the finals. So Lelehua like. has done very well. Great. So in terms of the public, are, are, is the public invited or is this pretty much, uh, you know, there's, a, there's an opening event, there's a closing event where you actually have the, you know, the winning team. Yes. So can the public, uh, you know, participate in that? Yeah, we, I mean, we haven't really uh, gone too much in promoting this, mainly because it is a high school, middle school event. Mm-hmm. And so we really wanted to uh, not have too many distractions and really something that uh, there's really, they're not really uh, on a pedestal or being, you know, I guess evaluated kind of thing. But, yeah, if, if anyone is interested, uh, you know, they can go to my website, send an email to the uh, email that we have posted, and, yeah, we'll, we'll probably let And then know. where can people find out more about this competition? So the, the, the website right now is at OHS, which stands for Office of Homeland Security. So it's ohs.hawaii.gov slash cyber. Okay. And then, uh, again, it's uh, this coming Saturday at— yes. So it's this Saturday, uh, the 24th, at Sacred Hearts Academy. Very good. Thanks, uh, Randall, for joining us. It's been a pleasure, Bert. And we'll take a short break. And when we return, uh, we'll be joined by Mana Up co-founder Mele James, Lauren Shoup from Ulumana, and Kehaulani Nielsen from Kehulalea. And we'll talk about Mana Up's fourth, fourth cohort. Of course, this is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Ekahi Health, Ulupono Initiative, and Impact Hub Honolulu Co-working.
I became aware of public radio first when I was in graduate school. I was a very fast fan, and from that point on, every place that I've ever lived, I seek out the public radio station on the radio dial, even if I'm vacationing someplace. And if there's any drive involved, I'm looking for the public radio station where I go. Member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now joining us in the studio is Mele James from Mana Up, along with Lauren Shoup from Ulumana and Kehau, Kehau? Nielsen. Kehau Nielsen from Kahulalea. And of course, they're, they are part of the fourth Mana Up cohort. They are actually two of the ten companies that represent the fourth cohort. And want to welcome you to Bite Marks Cafe. Thank you That's for having us. Uh, thank you. Now, I want to start with uh, Melly and, and uh, Melly. Can you tell me, I mean, you know, over the course of this uh, fourth cohort, uh, what's the kind of cross-section that you're settling in on in terms of, you know, who do you want to see represented in these 10 companies? Well, it is our, our, our fourth cohort, and so we now have 41 companies in our portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Really want to look to to look for a diverse group of products, new products, um, whether that be in the retail, value-add food space, or health and beauty, um, obviously leveraging the brand of Hawaii. So, you know, really excited for this cohort to have a couple legacy companies that are really kind of coming back for kind of new life, a new breath, and, and a rebrand, mm-hmm. as well as um, some additional, you know, we've never had an Ulu company before, so it's been really neat for us to look for more unique products that are elevating the brand um, and really ready to scale to global markets. And you get quite a bit of uh, applicants that, that want to be a part of the cohort, right? Yeah, I mean, so we had 90 this time. 90, and then... I guess it's kind of grown over the course of the last four, four cohorts. I mean, yeah, what, what a lot of it's on? word of mouth. When we actually did our first uh, call for applications, we had 85 applicants, which was pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we've got a pretty hardcore criteria. You have to be headquartered in Hawaii. You have to be elevating the brand of Hawaii. You have to be a consumer packaged good product. You have to be over 100000 in annual revenue. And you have to want to scale the global markets and be good for export and e-commerce. So those are like some pretty hardcore criteria. So having those 85 applicants coming out of the gate was, was really incredible. And I think since then, we've had our alumni companies really helping to spread the word and obviously having a great experience. Um, and, and I think these are two examples of companies that we'll be hearing from today who really got to know who Mana Up is through some of our alumni companies who have experienced us already. So in terms of the selection process, uh, the criteria that you just expressed, I mean, does that sort of whittle it down from the 90 to something else? Or how do you actually get to from 90 to 10? So we interview about 30 to 35 companies, um, ones that we think could potentially be a good fit. Of course, the entrepreneur comes in. We have a selection committee. We ask a lot of questions and really started to hone in on kind of what is a good recipe. Obviously, the entrepreneur uh, believing that they can execute and they're the right person uh, for this job um, is a big deal. Another big part is also, you know, you want to like the people you work with, and it has to kind of feel right as well. But the core piece, of course, is that we believe you can execute. You've got a great product and a great story, and we can help you get out into the rest of the world. Well, that's great. And, and I don't know, maybe I'll put you on the spot. How did you, how did you pick these two companies to be on the radio with us tonight? Well, um, everyone else said no. no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so I wanted to represent you know, two companies uh, that were representing our retail and then representing our food because mm-hmm. we do have a, quite a lot of, of that great mix. Um, I love Kehau's story, um, her, her, art- her articles of clothing, and, 
incredibly beautiful, great stories um, behind them. And I think she's got a really neat story to tell about their journey. Um, with Lauren, with his Ulu, just Ulu is such a hot topic these days. Um, what are we doing with this in- incredible fruit that ha- has been has had such a legacy in Hawaii? And how are we creating new products with it? I think he's got an incredible story as well. So that's really how the selection came. So Kehau, I mean, tell us a little bit about your company and and how did you? How long have you been around and and what uh, what kind of got you started? Well, um, my company is Kahulalea, and we're a Hawaiian resort wear company. We started in 2013, so we've been doing it for a little while. But initially, for the first three years, we just did bags, um, accessories. And really, I got started because I was on break from my other job at Hawaiian Airlines. And I... um, I wanted to make my time productive when I was off, so I just took out my mother-in-law's sewing machine and I started sewing. I started upcycling my um, old hula costumes Mm -hmm. into uh, bags, and then our second event ever was the first uh, Hawaii uh, Honolulu Fashion Week. And they kind of took off. Like People loved them, and from there I got accounts, I got a Japanese sales agent, and we just kind of snowballed from there. We got accounts, and then three years into it, uh, we decided to jump into clothing, which was such a big jump, you know. And here we are six years later, you know, uh, you know, picking up momentum and trying to just uh, grow and further our manufacturing here in Hawaii. So, yeah, yeah. Doing, doing bags is, is kind of, you know, like pretty standard in terms of the uh, different kinds of bags and the size of the bag. Right. right. But once you get into clothing... There's male, female. There's all the different sizes. Oh you have my to goodness, deal with. Bert! I'm going to tell you, bags were so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with clothing, there is just so many different things you have to consider. There's sizing. There's with women, they have so much options for styles. So you know, trying to satisfy all of that, and then we're a Hawaiian resort wear company, and what that means is. We are in front of our customers all the time, and mainly that customer is our local market. So a lot of, you know, people from Hawaii. And But we definitely, like our bags are in accounts that are in resort boutiques and whatnot. So we'd like to introduce our clothing into those markets as well. But um, that's a completely different market mm. from our local customers and their tastes their sizes. So it's a lot to consider. Oh, interesting. Um, Kahulalea. 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 There's a a story behind that, right? Well, that's actually my daughter's name. So I named my company after my my daughter. That break I was talking about was actually when I was hapai with her. So, um, you know, it's fitting to kind of name it. It was the same journey, you know, Mm -hmm, the same timeline. mm -hmm. Kahula, uh, Kahulalea means a joyful dance. And Kahula, the first part of her name, comes from a family name, from my husband's side of the family. Kahula Ka'apana was my husband's great-great-great-grandmother. And, of course, being a hula dancer myself, when I went through the genealogy, that one just, you know, jumped off the page to me. So. Oh, very good. Now, Lauren, uh, tell me, how did you, uh, how did you <laughs> get involved with Ulu? I mean, I, I love Ulu. And uh, yeah. how did you choose Ulu as being something that you wanted to perpetuate and advance in, in all these different sort of forms? Well, I'll just kind of start from the very beginning. Is One is um, I'm always, at the time, this was like four or five years ago, I was just always looking for like some new idea, something that hasn't been done, a niche. And I was just walking through Safeway one day, and I was looking at the, you know, the deli section. I'm like, you know, there's guacamole that's made in Hawaii, salsa made in Hawaii. But I'm like, man, there's no hummus that's locally made in Hawaii. I'm like, this is crazy to me. Like, how is this not 
happening. We're like, oh, I can do it, you know. So okay, so hummus, <laughs> but hummus is like chickpea, right? Yeah, so, th- yeah, and yeah. Then, and, and chickpea, I don't know of anybody growing chickpea in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. So that's one thing. Um, but I mean, no one was even buying chickpeas to make the hummus and selling mm-hmm. in stores. I'm like, well, I can do that. So, and I come from a farmer's market background, um, so it had to be local. That was like the first thing. Um, to even sell in a farmer's market, I'm not going to sell something that's like, you know, all made from mainland materials and whatnot. So anyways, uh, I added like local beets, local sweet potatoes and kind of came up with my own recipe. But, you know, it was good, but it's just I was still using beans and it just wasn't local enough. And I've always wanted to work with ulu and I, I just love it how it's so sustainable and you can just feed a lot of people off of one tree and um, it doesn't need a lot of like land or water. It just kind of, you know, does its thing. So anyways, I was introduced to an ulu recipe and then I'm like, oh, my God, like I ulu. When my, my my recipes I've already done with the garbanzo beans, and I kind of put them together, and that's what we see here is the, you know, jalapeno, uh, the hop and jalapeno product, and then the uh, turmeric. Um, we have the beet one and the sweet potato. So I just kind of married the uh, hummus recipes I had with ulu. Mm-hmm. And then kind of how the chips came about was um, I basically had an abundance of ulu, and I was just like – and I kind of – you know, I was telling all these farmers, like, yeah, you know, bring me everything you can you can uh, grow, you know. Like, I'm going to use it all. And then I'm like, whoa, okay, you guys are really doing a good job. You know, <laughs> you're, bringing in, you're bringing in a lot of fruit here. And um, we just ended up with a lot of uh, abundance of fruit. I'm like, okay, we're making chips. You know, just kind of like we're doing it, you know, just out of nowhere. It wasn't a plan or anything like that. And um, I, I sought out the right equipment. That was one big issue. And then we just kind of – we did a little test run in um, January – uh, November, December, January, and it went great. And then I ran out of fruit because the the season's gone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, guys, like, thanks for coming. You know, that was, you know, we did that and um, people loved it, but we didn't have any more fruit to make the chips. So um, right now, as you see the package here, like we're launching these new Ulu chips. Um, this is the first week they're for sale. Um, so we're really happy about that. But yeah, you know, I, I love Ulu. Um, I think it's a really great food product across the world, not just in Hawaii. But across the world, I mean, in the Caribbean, they use it a lot. Uh, there, a lot of people are making flour and different products out of it. So I just think it's a win-win for the farmers, people making it, growing it, the whole thing. Now, is there is there a particular variety that you are looking oh, yeah. for? Because there's, there's a whole bunch of different uh, ulu varieties. Right? A- absolutely. So um, I like the ma'afala variety, which is uh, the Samoan variety. Um, I've actually been to Samoa, too, and it is awesome. There, it's just literally it's just everywhere. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but that's the one I like to do. I think it's easy to pick. Um, it's in people that don't know how to pick ulu. Like it's easy for me to teach them how to pick the ma'afala, like the right color, uh, the right feel to it. But there's a lot of other varieties that are just a lot harder, and you have to. It's a little more tricky to pick at the right time. So I find ma'afala is a lot easier to pick and use than a lot of the other fruits I've been dealing with. So you know, I kind of want to get into the. Uh you know, your company has been around for like a maybe a couple of years? Yeah, so beginning of 2017, Ulumana's, uh, yeah, beginning of 2017. And Kehau, how long has your company been around for a little Six bit longer, years, right? Yeah, a little bit longer. So, uh, um, well, Kehau, I mean, how did you decide that now was the time to actually take uh, a chance on, on, on growth or, you know, getting mentored or getting some experience through what Mana Up can offer? I mean, what, why now? Well, I was always interested in Mana Up from when they first did the program, from the first cohort. I just thought, wow, what a great opportunity for small businesses in Hawaii, you know, to take advantage of all that knowledge and networking. Uh, but most importantly, I had two friends, Mele um, Kalama Kingma from Mama Lani mm-hmm. Products um, and Jaylene Bell from Noho Home, both Native Hawaiian women, business owners, small business owners in Hawaii. And they had taken part in cohort one and cohort Three, I believe, um, and in talking with them, you know, in our in our 
meetups or little pop-ups we do together or, you know, wherever we see each other, um, they always had really great things to say about the program. So it just really inspired me to seek out that knowledge. I mean, I think you can never stop learning and bettering yourself. And um, if people are there willing to share with you freely, um, you can only grow from that and you only can get better, you know. Mm -hmm. So I I, I thought, yeah, I'm going to take the dive and, you know, see how it turns out. Well, very good. And, you know, I do want to ask you, Lauren, the same question. Yeah. Okay. But we're going to hold that thought <laughs> <All right. laughs> because uh, we want to take a short break. And we will continue our conversation with everybody here, Melly James, Lauren Shoop. Shoop. There it is. And uh, from uh, Ulumana. I like that name. Ulumana. Sounds like Ulumana. Yeah, but I like Ulumana. Yeah. And um, Kehau Nielsen from Kahulalea. Got it. Okay. Good job. <laughs> and we're talking about taking their businesses to the next level. Stay tuned. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors the Rice Partnership, Kaiser Permanente, and PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Mele James from Mana Up. We got Lauren Shoup from Ulu Mana and Kehau Nelson from Kahula Lea. And of course, we're talking about the Hawaii brand, their companies, and taking it to the next level. Right, of course, right before the break, we we're talking about you know how did uh, Kehau decide to take it to the next level, and Lauren, so. Now, you know, you're you're successful. You've been doing it for a couple of years. What was it that uh what light bulb went off in your head to decide, okay, I wanna I need to I need some help. Let's let's go to Mel, let's go to Monop, let's get some help. Yeah. I mean, what was it what was the thought process behind that? You know, first of all, I love what they do, uh what her and Brittany does. Um I think they have great connections, great networking, and that's something for me that's been a little bit I mean, I know a lot of people and I'm around a lot of things, but I feel like I'm just like, oh, it's sprinting forward sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like kind of sprinting down the way. Okay, we're doing this and I'm making that and whatnot. But, you know, I'm not taking care of the small things, the things I may need to be taken care of or, you know, the, the networking part of it or uh, maybe investment or um, just meeting the right people in, in that world, you know, financial world. So now that, you know, I've, I've sprinted forward, okay, now we got a product. Now I, I, I want a little... Not too far, but, you know, now it's time to, like, network and, you know, kind of settle down and um, get all the nuts and bolts together and tighten up a bit. So I think uh, Melly and Brittany can do – They're, I mean, they're amazing what they're doing already with other companies. So I just – and I love the other companies too, and they're really nice people. Like, they've all come up to me like, oh, you know, congratulations on getting in. And I'm just like, oh, man, family. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. So I feel very much, you know, a part of it already, and I just – yeah, very – yeah, I very appreciate it to be a part of it. Now, now, Millie, I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about the uh, well, Mana Up. I mean, and I like the concept because it's it's uh, really trying to take the Hawaii brand to another level. But really, in reality, I mean, that's a that's a very important thing because I think the Hawaii brand is being kind of co opted by uh, a lot of companies that aren't from Hawaii, mm-hmm. and we're seeing more of that happening not only on the mainland but elsewhere. And maybe you can help me understand, like, what are what are, are they trying to capture the the essence of Hawaii and what their 
you know, they're sort of using of the names or using of some of the, the Native Hawaiian culture? I mean, and, and what is it that you are trying to do to help elevate these companies to that next level? Yeah, so, you know, we are an economic development initiative for the state of Hawaii. And you look about you look at the Hawaii brand. It's a globally loved brand. You know, mm-hmm. you could go to any country in the world. You say you're from Hawaii. It's all good. And so when you think about that, it is in its strongest form in some of these CPG products. And I think it has been taken advantage of with with companies from the mainland who are leveraging our brand, uh, profiting from our brand, and, Ho- and, and Hawaii sees none of that. And so, you know, I guess an example of that would be Maui Chips that most people don't know that's actually Frito-Lay. And at this point in, in my life or in Mana Up's life, we're not going to start taking on Frito-Lay. But what we can do and how Mana Up was really born was how do we take our local entrepreneurs who have always created beautiful products but somehow it's kind of always stayed at the mom and pop level. How do we add resources, mentorship, access to capital in order to help these companies scale to global markets? What's really interesting right now are two things. One, technology is at a level now where mm-hmm. it's leveling the playing field, whether that's e-commerce, SEO, logistics, all of those things. Being a company in Hawaii that can become a global brand is possible now. Um, I think uh, you know the second piece is that looking at the mindset shift, you know, that we can create these global brands from here. Um, and that's a really big area that we, we tackle as well with Mana Up. So, so Kehal, I mean, you know, once you graduate from this, uh, what would you see as being things that you want to take and, and, and really accelerate? Well, you know, it was funny. Uh, Jason Kwan from DFS yesterday um, had touched on something. He, in, in our first cohort meeting, he had said that the – what is big enough? You know, what is mm. what is the big? You know, don't put a ceiling on on the big of of your dreams. You know, so I definitely want to grow our brand and grow our manufacturing here for a long time. Um, in in uh, not a long time, but initially it was done away just because it was smaller and it was more manageable, it was less inexpensive. But now, you know, we were gaining gaining traction here. So I definitely want to work on that. I want to see what if you know how if it's feasible to actually have a retail space. I have a showroom right now that luckily, you know, my my customers come and visit me at, but I want a sh- true storefront retail mm. and and see um if we could con- uh, attract both of those customers that I'm going after, the local customers, which I think we do really well, but also the visitors, you know, um, building on what Melly had said about and, and what you had asked about co-oping the Hawaii brand. The story I always tell is that I took part in this international um, event and it was a Hawaii event. And, you know, I was maybe one of 20 local Hawaiian based, co- I mean, Hawaii based companies that was there. And they had all these companies internationally that had all these Hawaiian words and pineapples and hibiscuses. And I just thought, I can do better. I can do better. I mean, if we don't take it upon ourselves mm-hmm. to tell our stories, then somebody else will. So I think that's my goal is to really just grow our business and grow our story. And uh, Lauren, I mean, real quickly, I mean, what would you like to do once you graduate? I just want to keep keep building here. You know, Hawaii's home, and um, I want to just make sure our products are available for everyone that wants to get them all throughout Hawaii. And, you know, I love creating jobs here. And, you know, it's just, you know, I think we're all born and raised here in this room. And, you know, I just want to keep it here. You know, like I just represent, I don't know what the correct term is, but, you know, it's just, it feels really good when you're doing something with the community. And, you know, money's going right to the, like, local farmers. Like, yeah. I'm literally handing it to that checks right in their hand. It's not through a middleman. You know, I'm going directly to the farm, you know, so the money's staying here, um, creating jobs. It's just the, the whole thing. So, works really well. 
So, Melia, I know you have done, uh, like, the uh, Made in Hawaii was just this weekend. Yep. That was great. Unfortunately, we don't have much more time, but where can people find out more about Cohort 8? So, I mean, Cohort, cohort 4, four uh, hawaii.com and our next showcase will be November 14th at DFS. I know. I'm really excited about uh, attending that. Anyway, we have Melly James is from Mana Up. We've got Lauren Shoup from Ulu Mana and Kehau from Kahulalea. And, of course, we want to thank you all for joining us today. Uh, Thanks, thank Bert. you, Bert. Thank you for having us. And thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we will talk about the upcoming Hawaii Annual Code Challenge. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.